Welcome to Isolation Conversations. With Ben. And Jen. Putting the Q&A in quarantine. I hear our guests laughing, which is so adorable. Uh, Y'all, from the Magnet Theater and just my favorite improviser, uh, Bianca Casasul. Did I say it right? Pretty good. That intro is so damn cute. Does it sound like a tall bearded man and a short, chubby, curly haired woman? Yeah, but I'll like, never say what? who sounds like who. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret of my the grave. <laughs> uh, yep, I've got a full beard and I'm 6'2. How tall yeah, am close. I? Yeah, that's uh, roughly that. Girl, yeah. it's quarantine. I do have a full beard. <laughs> I'm looking rough. Got that core. Got that core face. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of zits. All right. So this is a podcast, and we're interviewing our very good friends. Bianca has uh, is is amazing, but we'll get to the first question, and we'll let Bianca tell us who are you. Tell the folks that may not know you. What's your Holy deal, dude? Molly. Okay, that's a that's a real question to start. Uh, well, uh, according to to BuzzFeed, I think I'm a goat cheese pizza. Um, that's like what they're telling me about myself. Um, I teach improv at the Magnet Theater, and I used to teach improv in North Carolina, and I do improv at the Magnet Theater and any other theater that'll let me. Um, and that's that's my whole deal. I sometimes do story pirates. I sometimes do storytelling. They sometimes write for things, um, but mostly just talk out my ass all the time. Hope someone likes it. Perfect. Uh, I've always been a huge fan. Um, cool. And just for the folks at home, where you where where do you live these days? Um, in Spanish Harlem in New York City. Oh, I've heard that song. <laughs> that one Santana song with the guy right. from. What is it? Matchbox 20, maybe? I don't know. Uh, One of those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was thinking of the other song. There's a song that's like in Spanish Harlem. But yeah, also uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 does have a Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. (laughs) Yeah. And it says Muna Quita really weird. He says it like Uh Muna Quita. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, apparently his his wife actually is is, uh, 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 a, a Latin you know, speaks speaks Spanish, but uh, his Spanish would not indicate that at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine wouldn't either. To be fair, mine is right. very bad. <laughs> of course, of course. I took three years, and I can barely say "excuse me." Uh, like I have, I have very terrible passerby Spanish. Hmm. I would be lost if I was ever lost somewhere where that was the prominent language. Yeah. Also, challenge- if you like look like me. Mm. And you live in a Spanish neighborhood, the disappointment on everyone's faces. And you're like, uh, poquito, poquito, <laughs> just the tiniest little bit. Right. There's a lot of abuelas giving you like sad looks of just like, oh no. Oh, so much anger. I know. Just like, oh, this bit. Uh, I, I know just enough of, oh, of different languages to, to recognize them. And then the, the, the problem is like, I'll use a word like trying to teach my son and then all he thinks, and he now thinks of languages as either regular or Spanish or something. And it's like, oh, well, that's the opposite of what I wanted to do. I wanted to make you a little more worldly. And now it's just like, oh, that's Spanish or something. It's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I, I think the only language, 
I could really pick out would be the Sims language. I think that if I heard people speaking that, I'd be like, you guys are Sims. I I'm get it. That I've got a pretty good ear for picking up what language people are speaking, but it does mean no good because I can't. Right. right. Yeah. There's so. not, it's not helpful for someone to shout in English. I know that language. And then just like, you know. Yeah. That's not. really only helpful for me to be like, mm, those guys are Dutch. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> to like another, another English speaker. <laughs> right. Um, so, also, I have uh, like resting friendly things. So people ask me for directions all the time, and I get, I feel disappointed uh, in myself that I can't help them. Oh uh, yeah, if you yeah, if you can't speak multiple languages and no directions, it's hard to live in a major city. When I was in London, people would ask me things, and I'm like, oh no, I just I look British, but it's not. I don't know any. I don't know where I am. You really I, do I, have British to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the sunken eyes. Um, so uh, question number two for the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. how has your daily routine changed as a result of uh, coronavirus and COVID-19? Oh, um, I will say that pants have a markedly, their stake in my day has really drastically dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. My commitment to trousers in general. Um, I am working a lot still because my day job uh, does a lot of like digital coordinating and digital events. So I'm still working a whole bunch. I'm on a lot of Zoom meetings. So I have like a nice shirt that I just have set to the side that I put on top of whatever trash I'm wearing Mm -hmm. uh, when I have a Zoom call (laughs) to be like, yes, we are all wearing button up shirts all day. Sure. (laughs) Um, But really it's just, it's, it's just like caftans most of the time. (sighs) Good caftan. Oh, I love us. I love a good. I want to be Miss Roper so bad, uh, but I have a roof, so I'm pretty lucky. So I get to get some like daylight stuff, and like I've been cooking and realizing that I'm not a great cook. Uh, <laughs> so that's a thing I've been. Oh my gosh! Out I saw your myself. post the other day about like you know now that I'm seeing how much I'm cooking at home and and not postmating, it's real. It's making me realize how much I suck at cooking or something to that effect. And it was just like, oh, I totally relate to that because it's like. Oh man, I was spending too much money on ordering out for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, first of all, I know how much money it costs to make this stuff, and this stuff tastes like shit. I was not spending enough money. I should have been spending more. Like really leaning into it. Yeah. No, I definitely uh we you know, I, I'm I'm lucky to be living with a wife who uh not only can but also enjoys cooking and baking. She made a cake today, which cake is just the fun bread. And then, you know, you got, you got, uh, she's, she's making loaves, she's making loaves of things that we could buy, but it's like, well, we accidentally bought, uh, several pounds of, of yeast, uh, uh, because it was like, like, oh, that's kind of expensive for yeast, but maybe it's cause it's all sold out. Oh no, it's just cause it's a very large bag. Um, so we had, we have yeast galore. We got breads uh, and, and cakes out the wazoo. I could do cakes, but I can't make food. So uh, I like had the survival skills of like a child where I can make like cookies, but that's it. I don't really know how to make anything else. So this is not helpful for me long term. Do you own a crock pot? Because that's the best thing. You just dump stuff in there and go and leave it alone. You know what? That's a lie that Pinterest has fed me. I do own a crock pot and I am right now hate eating something that was supposed to be <laughs> biscuits and chicken and is really just wet chicken. I'll send you some stuff. Awful. I, I, I'll take care of you. Oh, it's um, so bad. 
but but aside from that, I mean, you're you're in a hot spot. How's how's that changed your daily routine? I, I guess I don't know what that means. What, what do you mean, like because New York is falling apart? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's dramatic. I I think I don't have a frame of reference because I've only ever been here for this. So mm-hmm. it was always very dramatic for us. Like we, for me, I found out. I think we all heard about it, but sort of didn't really know it was going to be a thing that was going to hit the United States. And I was uh, in Las Vegas for an event for my job. And while I was getting coffee for like the higher ups that were way above my pay grade, they were like, okay, we're going to have to start canceling everyone's flights because we're canceling this meeting. And I was like, oh, okay. So it, it happened very, very quickly that people started taking it seriously. And then like several meetings canceled. Like I think we had four or five events in Vegas that week. And I just kept on hopping to different events to like work on those. And then they would get canceled. I felt like this harbinger of doom. Like Bianca's coming and it's canceled. It's okay, Bianca, you're going to have to go to another weird hotel in Las Vegas. Um, But so like that happened and we all came back to the city and very few people were in the office. And then by the end of that week, it was like, let's just officially close the office and see and then people started getting sick. And I think it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good thing we closed the office when we did. We got to uh, take this thing seriously. So, yeah, we're all just chilling out in our houses. And wow. you got sick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister got sick, and then I got sick, and then lots of family members in New Jersey have been sick. Um, so it's been it's been dramatic. Um, but I think I'm, we're quite lucky cause we got sick very, very early. So like, <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit easier to, to not have the anxiety of, am I going to get sick? Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish getting sick on anybody. It was pretty terrible. Um, but it's sort of nice to be like, well, I'll wear a mask, but I also like have already been sick. So, um, right. And you said, you said before, uh, before we start recording that it was 10 days with a fever. Yeah. So like it started on, I think I started making notes of it on March 31st, which means it probably started a couple days before I was like, let me, this seems like something. Let me start Mm -hmm. tracking this. And like the worst part for me was like the fever and chills. Cause it was just constantly cycling through like full body chills and then your fever breaking and like covered in sweat and then fever and then chills, you know, back and forth, which is like very exhausting physically. Yeah. Um, and also I think gross for anyone that's on a zoom call with you. (laughs) (laughs) You were still working during all of this. Yeah. I worked for six days of it because I was like, this is fine. I probably just have like allergies (laughs) because I am one of those. Um, (laughs) what? Like I was like, I'm not going to go outside because I would hate to be wrong and get anyone else sick. But like, I'm not, my cough isn't that bad. And like, I mean, it doesn't feel great to breathe, but I can do it. So I'm like, yeah. probably not sick was my theory. Uh, and I was like on a Zoom call and it was like an hour long, very chill call. And I was like, like you could have wrung my shirt out at the end. Oh, I was sweating so much. Like my hair was like sticking to my face. And my boss was like, hey, Bianca, uh, hang tight for a second on this call <laughs> after everyone got off. Uh, and she was like, you are going to be fired if you come into work again. 
Go. Oh, you were coming in. You weren't working from home. You were coming into work. No, no, no. I was like remoting into client meetings. Oh, thank God. No, no, no. We were were all home. I was not exposing germs to anybody at the time. Um, It was just that I was like working regular hours and regular hours for us is often more than eight hours a day anyway. Um, And she was like, yeah, you're done. Nope. (laughs) So I took like, oh, I guess like five or six days off and just like slept basically nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Like it's says, my mouth fever, has been open fe- this whole time. The fever breaking multiple times. That's just like, so ex- it's so exhausting. Cause like just when you have like a 24 hour bug and you get a fever and it spikes and then it breaks in the middle of the night. That's like, that's, that's pretty exhausting on itself. Cause just your, your, it's your entire body going like, Oh man, glad we flushed that thing out. It's the idea of like going through that whole cycle you know, over the course of 10 days, uh, just sounds like a nightmare. It was so awful. And I feel like, uh, there was so many weird, like your, my, my body just hurt like Mm -hmm. all of the time, like so bad. I think probably because of like the chills and the fever and all that. Um, but I, I think like the worst part is that like, I feel like I never really got done being Lucy Van Pelted, by thinking I was like, okay, like my fever would break and I would feel better for like an hour. And I'd be like, wow, really kicked it. Oh no. (laughs) Oh, come on. And like, you're not totally better when you're better. Like even once I came back to work, I was probably only at like 80% for like Mm -hmm. another week or two where I just like would finish work and would immediately fall asleep and just like couldn't get back up. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, I'm like considering that my case was crazy mild as compared to like what a lot of people are going through. Um, and I'm young and like, if not healthy at the very least sturdy, then like it's, it's wild to imagine. My sister got it much worse. Like did she have to go to the hospital? So an EMT came and basically the call, the, the discussion was like, there's a, you could go to the hospital. Keep in mind the hospitals have a lot of disease and your body is, Mm. not doing well so it's your call but you know we're tending to not recommend but to gently remind people that unless you're going on a respirator there's not that much that the hospital can do right so like she ended up staying home just to try to like avoid a exposing more people to it and b putting herself in whatever potential risk of like just being in this like hot bed of sick Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a couple family members that had to go to the hospital. I have one family member that died. So it's been rough. It hasn't been oh, great. I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too, man. Hmm. Let's talk comedy, baby. <laughs> well, so no, here's here's a, a question. I have a question for you. Uh you had a fever that high. What was your craziest dream? Um, I had a lot of those dreams where you think you're awake and you're not, which is very disorienting. But probably my dumbest one was this like really graphic nightmare where I was like all tied up, right? Like maybe getting interrogated in some like scary interrogation room. And this guy's going to like cut off my finger. And it's like very cinematic. Like I can see my finger on the table and he goes to cut it off. And we both are like, ah. And then there's just a tomato slice. Like every time he tries to cut me, it's just pieces of tomato are showing up. 
And like the levels of violence keep on intensifying. Like he's like stabbing me in the eye and pulling out a cherry tomato. And I remember really vividly in the dream being like, Oh God, it smells so bad. Tomato smells so bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is torture. No. (laughs) Oh man. Well, aside from, from having crazy tomato dreams and getting sick, now that you're, you're better, what are you doing to stay occupied? You've got a lot of work, but what are you doing? Oh boy, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm doing, you know, all of those like weird face masks you get, not yes. like the ones for disease prevention, but the ones like that you get in a stocking stuffer or as a secret mm-hmm. Santa from like mm-hmm. work colleagues who don't really know. I have a an entire drawer full of those. Yeah, I'm just like busting through those i'm trying to quarantine glow up uh, <laughs> not really i think i'm just like trying to do something um i'm moving soon so i'm like packing slowly um magnet's still doing shows so um when i'm able to i do shows with magnet and i like still run megawatt so like we still make the schedule for megawatt teams and like watch their shows and give them notes if they want them so it's still a pretty full schedule most of the things that i've done are transitioned pretty smoothly to um the internet mm-hmm. so most of the things i was doing i'm doing now i'm just not teaching magnet's still doing classes but i just can't do that many hours of zoom so yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm not teaching right now but there are a lot of teachers that are teaching classes uh, we've talked in other episodes about the, the zoom fatigue of just you know you get so tired of of not making eye contact with anybody um and and yeah, yeah doing I started the, doing having the this pretty talk. firm rule. Yeah, I've got this pretty firm rule of on the weekends, um, trying to not open my computer at all. Uh, I'm turning like into this very like mm, I'm cooking terrible food, <laughs> like reading <laughs> books, um, like in my caftan. Uh, but I like try to go to the roof and like read a book just to like be in the air in the world mm-hmm. um and then i've been smoking a lot of weed <laughs> that's that's the other thing dude which i like never really did before and i always thought it was really lame when like middle-aged people would talk about it because i was like oh gross you're like 40 shut up and then i went to las vegas and they gave me so much free weed uh and i've been like you guys you know what's awesome weed <laughs> rules <laughs> <laughs> I love a, a glass of wine and like a half a gummy. I am I am living my best 40-year-old life. Edibles are insane because it's like, hey, it's candy. And plus, you feel great. Like, what? I already liked it when it was just candy. This, this is incredible. This is like what candy felt like to me as a kid. Oof. They had some strong shit. You like eat it and you're like, I feel nuts and awesome. Oh my god, it's a full-size pixie stick. It's not just a little paper stick. It's the full plastic tube. Yeah, yeah I really think that's why adults like edibles so much is it's exactly what candy felt like to us when we were kids where we're like, time to watch some cartoons! Uh, <laughs> well, it's also like, it's you know, uh, I was thinking about this with, with alcohol where I think a lot of kids, when they, you know, get to be teenagers or, or you know, if they wait till they're 21 or whatever, when they finally drink alcohol, they're like, oh... No, this is fine. I get it. But I was really expecting the whole pink elephants on parade situation to happen. Yeah. And even absinthe doesn't give you that. Like, no. 
No, the delirium trimmings. I think what they're uh, looking for is just drugs. a tasty beer. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, uh, moving, moving on to our, our, our list of fantastic questions. Uh, mm. what would take your quarantine to the next level? Uh, is there anything, uh, obviously you can have so many like things delivered. Like a good delivered. level or a bad one? Uh, like a good level. So like, a, yeah, like what, uh, uh, so for instance, uh, like, uh, well, well, when you go camping, there's like camping and then there's like glamping. Sure. So what would take your quarantining to like glamorantining? To glampantining. Got it. Um, oh, it's so tricky because I think New York actually is, does really well on the delivery front in general because like everyone's apartments are so small that we have very minimal things. I'm trying to think of like the things that I've really been frustrated. I really wish I could just go. The thing that I want most is very stupid is that I just like want to sit somewhere and have an iced coffee like that's not mm-hmm. my apartment um but i don't think that's particularly doable um a thing that could be in my house i think me and my sister are getting a baby pool for the roof that's gonna be our, our glamping thing for sure for my sure. neighbor has a baby pool set up and he has got um three uh, like large umbrellas patio umbrellas all around it and it's it's kind of the coolest thing ever, and I'm absolutely jealous of his just lounge setup. Yeah, I just like want to. I, I did that the other day, actually. I just like went to my sister's. So me and my sister are close enough that we can like walk to each other's houses, which is nice. Um, so I like walked over to her house, and we went to the roof, and it was like just so nice to like just. Oh, we're laying on the sunshine. It doesn't feel like this is a uniquely quarantine thing. This feels like a thing we might have done in the normal times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, um, so times. I think, I think I, I think I mentioned this before, but um, uh, in, in another one of these, but, but we went to our local bookstore and had like a half hour sectioned off where it's just going to be us in the store. Like that's how they're, they're kind of like rolling things out. Um, and they clean, you know, they clean things in between. And so you just get to shop. Like you just get to like go to a place, look around. You're not worried about whether anybody else has their mask or doesn't have their mask on. You don't have to like worry about you know how often this thing is touched without being cleaned or whatever. And it's not like emergency shopping. It's just bookstore stuff. So it's like books and, and kitchen equipment or whatever, and like little like random knickknacks and things. And it was just so nice. We ended up like as a family, we bought like two rolled doll books for Isaiah. We bought like, uh, we bought all kinds of like little things here and there uh, to, to like, just to have, because like we, we finally get to go to a place and like going to a place is just so nice. So it's such a weird luxury. I get when I get now. No, I, like, I mean, I'm feeling like a Jane Austen level <laughs> amount of yearning as you right. described that. Yeah. Like I'm like sighing softly with my, face in my hand to like oh browsing yeah uh, like every I miss like every DJ silly Max so much every silly thing is just like so much nicer because it's like look th- this is not at all like anything we have in our house and look at this other thing completely different <laughs> yeah that sounds incredible um i'd like to get my haircut or like a massage but i'd not enough to be like get back to work people who do that. <laughs> right. Like, uh, right. I, I yeah, just I'm want gonna... the world to be safe for that to happen. I don't want 
I'm not the same as those people to clarify. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, we There's a it. difference between wanting something and demanding that people put themselves in harm's way so that you can get this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, uh, with that, seems like you've you've you found some time for you and your sister. What's the silver lining in all of this? Uh, quarantined at home or the unexpected upside? Oh, geez, you're like coming at us on all cylinders, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's a podcast, baby. <laughs> Trying to do this self reflection on a Tuesday, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that I am a person, um, Jen. I think you know this particularly well. That has a schedule that is always crazy. Like I always work at least 60 hours a week. Legit. So- I was having a conversation with Harrison Brookie and we were, I was talking cause I'm finishing school and I was like, yeah, I just want to have like two or three part-time jobs. And Harrison's like, oh yeah, I'm the same way. And I said, it's the Bianca way of life. Yeah, I just like to work. I don't know. I think when you were down, when you lived down here at, at one point, you were explaining to Philip and I, and it, it sounded like there were like seven different jobs that you did. <laughs> and I think two of them were full time. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, I think it's that like weird immigrant work ethic thing. And plus like in the performing world, the more hours you get, the better you're going to be. And it's a thing you love. So like, it's easy not to think about the fact that like, oh, I'm spending 35 hours a week at the magnet. And I also have a job that is more than 40 hours every week. So like, it's really easy to not really think about that as work, but it also means that like that work, which is kind of work is sort of your only like life, Mm. you know, (laughs) which is like maybe a little bit sad. Um, And I like, I don't mind it. I like to be busy, but before I went, before all this went down, I had this like kind of friend at work. Friend is maybe more grand than the description warrants. It's like a freelancer that I get along with. And like we chat whenever he works with us. We we don't like have each other's phone numbers or anything. Um, but he was like, oh yeah, I had a really great um, month. I went on a 10 day silent retreat and I was horrified. I was so grossed out. He didn't even make eye contact with anybody. I asked so many questions about it. Also, God, boy, it's got to be a real kick in the pants to have paid for that and have this happen, huh? Um, <laughs> but but I, I when we were talking, and this is like a little bit intense, I was like, yeah, I think, I think maybe I just don't like myself enough to spend like that long <laughs> just with my own thoughts. Uh, and I feel like quarantine has been a real... Uh, a real test of that and in some ways like you find you sort of dig through the discomfort a little bit of like well I feel weird and I feel kind of dumb and bored uh and you find like these weird little nice things like turns out I really like tidying which I like (laughs) didn't think I liked but if I have time to just kind of make a day of it and like put on some crappy bachata music I love cleaning my house when no one else is here so that I can just take a little something and relax and put music on in different rooms and 
RuPaul's Drag Race in one of the rooms and I'll just get distracted and clean whatever room I happen to find myself in. Exactly. And it's like a thing that I never, it was always this grim undertaking that I was like, oh God, I have to do this because I look like a cave person now. This doesn't look like a human dwelling. And I have to do this in the like one hour I have before I go to sleep. And if I don't get to sleep, then I only get five hours sleep tonight. So like just being like, well, I got nothing else to do. Let's clean under these couch cushions, baby. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that I cherish it, but it's been, it's been nicer than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. No, the sleep stress math is definitely like not something I'm looking forward to getting back to. Like, being able to go, you know what, I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up, you know, the day will start when it starts, as opposed to, oh, man, if I stay awake because I have a show, but I, I have to, that's that show ends at midnight, and then I have to come home, and then if I only get five hours of sleep, I'll wake up, and, you know, like, doing all that stuff, like, which, which also never helps you sleep, like, it never helps you sleep to count how many hours of sleep you're losing. Mm-mm. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. And so that, which... which Are you sleeping right now, though? Oh, I'm sleeping My sleep schedules... What... I'm all over the place. I will I will not sleep one night and then I'll sleep 16 hours the next day. But I've definitely gotten to the point where I don't even get sleepy until at least 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm still in, so this is my last week of school. So on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have to get up and have a class at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oof. And I'll... Like get up for that, and that's, and then I'll take a nap around ten thirty, eleven, and sleep till two in the afternoon. Like nothing makes sense. Yeah, I usually take so. Um, I think one of the things that is unique about the New York COVID experience is that it's so dense here, so it's very difficult to be in a place that you're not thinking about it. Because I'm about six blocks away from a hospital, so there are sirens. 100% of the time, uh, which is like grim. It feels really grim just to constantly hear sirens. Yeah. Is it one of those things because it's so, it's profound because A, there's so much more cases, or B, because there's no other traffic. And so that's the only thing you hear. I think it's because there's more cases. Like I do think that's true. And also because people are more likely to take an ambulance to the hospital when, um, they're sick with something that's highly contagious. So they can't, they're recommending ambulances more often because we don't have our own cars. So if you're sick enough that you need to go to the hospital, you should not be getting into a cab because you're going to get that cab driver sick. So, um, and especially if you're sick enough to go to the hospital, you're probably experiencing pretty severe respiratory distress. So you probably need to be getting on oxygen like right away. Um, so I mean, we, it's always a pretty siren-heavy area because I'm pretty close to the hospital, but it's like very intense. Um, we do the healthcare worker cheer at like 7 p.m. every night, so that's like nice. Can you hear the Mr. Softies truck? By the way, I can. Is that? Can I tell you that it has been going since <laughs> uh, I think almost 6 p.m. It's it's, it's so been, funny because you mentioned sirens, and then it's that's when I started noticing the music. <laughs> Right now they're being drowned out by this Mr. Softies truck who's been outside of my apartment for three hours now. This song is 20 seconds long. <laughs> oh my God. My window is a, closed. I'd rather have an old Nokia uh, <laughs> ringtone play over and over than, than ice cream truck music. 
Yeah, it's intense. It's a lot. I actually think it might be driving away, which is very exciting. Um, but I think like you've just got that. You've got like uh, this really acute awareness of how much it's really affecting the city because you can see like, oh, my stoop guy isn't there anymore. And like my bodegas are all closed. And like the streets are quiet. They're never really quiet. Uh, or the streets are really loud. And that's like its own problem. So I think it's it's a little bit weird. And that makes the sleeping for me much harder. There's also like a woman who um, people posted this all the time in Italy where they were like, people are singing opera out their windows and it's beautiful. And you know what? If you live in a neighborhood with someone doing it, actually kind of sucks and is really annoying. <laughs> Opera's super long. They sing it for a really long time <laughs> and it's very loud and like uh. kind of haunting and dystopian sounding. And, now, and, and have also, you tried embracing your southern roots and scream "Free Bird" out the window <laughs> to see if she'll change her song? There's been a lot of interesting screaming stuff out the window. There was a guy for a little while at every seven o'clock healthcare worker thing who would yell, "Anybody want to suck my dick?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, out the window, and I don't know. I was so bummed because it had just happened enough for me to start relying on it. And I had already planned to be like, maybe we need more information. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he stopped yelling it. And I don't know if maybe he like got someone or. <laughs> yeah. I, or, I or hopefully that's, that's the, that's the happy met. <laughs> Yeah. I hope that somebody was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> what floor are you on? It's quarantine. We're all lonely. Let's figure it out. Remember. I can't remember what um, I can't remember what who who tweeted it, but there was a video that that stumbled across my feed uh, the other day that was uh, man mistakes uh, applause for essential <laughs> workers uh, for reaction to his new hat, and so this guy That's had incredible. just timed it. The guy just timed it so that while the whole thing is happening, he's just like steps out and he's like, like doing just like this. Oh me, oh oh okay, all right. Well, just like the entire like two minutes. Of the <laughs> of the applause, and he's like, "Oh, I guess it's." I will yeah. say it feels, it feels so good when you like time a Zoom call to end right at that time. You're mm-hmm. like, "All right, let's wrap it up, everybody!" And then you hear out your window, like, <laughs> "I get it." I would plan so many things for seven o'clock at night just to be applauded. <laughs> when um, when the marathon. I mean, I don't. Uh, who knows what the future will look like, but uh, the marathon's right around my birthday. And one year (laughs) I was, uh, I'm on the marathon route and I had drank so much, just so much that in the morning I was still sick and probably drunk. Uh, And I woke up to marathon applause and I had like forgotten and was like, (laughs) man, (laughs) thanks dudes. This is rough. I appreciate it. Yeah. I will push through. All right. All right, we got it. We're gonna get a bodega sandwich. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, uh, this Bianca, has this, this has been lovely. fantastic. And uh, it's a, our, our last question. Uh, do you have anything to plug or promote? Uh, where should people be sending their uh, their attention? In your opinion, Ooh, um, I think you should check out the magnettheater.com. We've got all the links to our um, online virtual improv shows, and we've got like some really fun, silly, insane shows going on. Um, and also there's like uh, classes. Those are um, 
some of them don't even have any prerequisites. So like if you're an improviser in the world, you don't have to have had a level one with us for the classes with no prerequisites. You can jump in and like take a class with like Rick Andrews or Ilana Fishbein. Um, and what's cool is the theater is setting it up. So like all of the shows are pay what you can, same thing with the classes. Uh, and then all that money is basically going in a bucket and being distributed among uh, our teaching staff and our theater staff, because obviously theaters don't open. Uh, so it's a cool way to sort of take care of the people in the community. Yeah. Nice. nice. Well, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. They're all right. Well. <laughs> cool. What about you? If people want to find you and, and hear about your facial routine, are you willing <laughs> to be found or no? Yeah. Yeah. I don't use Twitter a lot, but I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, but I don't think anybody uses it but me because I'm very old. Uh, I'm not on Instagram. I don't know what other things there are. I'm very old, so I really only know those three. That's where, I, right. that's where my train cool. stopped. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't I, have I've, a TikTok. Inst- I've got Instagram. I keep up with my Insta. I uh, have mainly just Instagram. pictures of my dog. Well, cool. Well, Bianca, thank you so very much for your uh-huh. time. I ask you, uh, so we have a sign off. Uh, we ask our listeners to please wash your damn hands, y'all. Wash yeah, do it. your damn you hands, y'all. Creep. Yeah. Wash your damn hands, y'all. Thank you so very much. It's been so lovely. Uh, goodbye, well, everyone. Goodbye. Gifts. Goodbye. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs>